Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Episode 235 of the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. It almost went exactly as we scripted it. Let's start the show. We are now the defenders of the stronghold of democracy and of equal opportunity. You and I as citizens have the obligation to shape the debates of our time, not only with the votes we cast, but with the voices we lift. The people are looking for honest answers, not easy answers. The very word secrecy is repugnant. Clear leadership. And we are as a people. Not false claims and evasiveness and politics as usual. Opposed to secret society. But ours was a nation of the votes. Not the bullet. And a secret procedure. As a people, we cannot afford to let any group of citizens or any individual citizens live or labor under conditions which are injurious to the commonwealth. Black, white, Latino, Asian, Native American, young, old, gay, straight, men, women, folks with disabilities, all pledging allegiance under the same proud flag to this big, bold country that we love. That's what I see. That's the America I know. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. There is nothing wrong with America that cannot be cured by what is right with America. Welcome to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. I am your host, Chris Hahn. I am happy that you're here today again. Thank you for liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling your friends about the podcast, and of course, following me on social media at Christopher Hahn on Twitter, Christopher Hahn NY on Instagram, and ChristopherHahn.com is my website. Well, America, I love it when a plan comes together. Super Bowl went exactly as we scripted with one minor error. Mahomes did not throw the final pass to win the game to Travis Kelsey, where he would take a knee in the end zone, propose to Taylor Swift, and then get a booster shot of his COVID-19 vaccine for the whole world to see. (laughs) Just as we drew it up at Oprah's house six months ago. Could you imagine living in a world where you actually think that there was some sort of plan there. Like, how tortured of a human being must you be to think that there are people out there planning the Super Bowl for some political purpose, yet here we are in America in the year 2024, and there are people who actually believe that. It is a sad, sad, sad thing. Now, um... I'm a football fan. I played football in college. You know this. I actually get a little sad 
the day after the Super Bowl because, you know, there's no more football. What am I going to do on Sundays? I mean, I'll watch like a basketball game, and that's like an hour and a half, two hours. I, you know, football was like my whole Sunday. It was, you know, one o'clock in the afternoon till about eleven o'clock at night. I'd be watching football with breaks to go, you know, walk the dog, things like that, eat. But it was my it was my Sunday plan, and now that's over. But I digress from the whole topic. I, I was thinking about this last night as I'm watching this game. I mean. They there is a there is a faction of people on the right, and and it's not a small faction. It is a it is a sizable faction of people who actually believe that there's some sort of overarching hand trying to guide this. That Democrats are so skilled at planning these things. See, this is the thing. I've been involved in politics and Democratic politics my whole life. They're not that organized. They're not that good, right? They're not capable of organizing even elections sometimes where they should dominate, right? I mean, in in 2016, we ran against this guy with weird hair who, you know, was caught on tape saying he grabs women by the you-know-what, and we lost. And, And not only did we lose, evangelical Christians supported the guy in record numbers. Like if we were capable of rigging the freaking Super Bowl through the whole season, by the way, this is like the entire NFL season. Um, we rigged the Super Bowl, right? According to some theories on the far right. Don't you think we would have been able to beat Donald Trump in 2016? Don't you think in 2020 when the Democrats won, uh, you know, took back, they would have kept the House, maybe expanded their majority in the House? Like the majority shrank. I'm just saying uh, they give us a lot of credit for things that they shouldn't. But I don't understand the psyche of the person who lives in the world that thinks that this is how things work. That there's some sort of like plan for things. Of course, you know, again, these are manly men who never actually did manly things in their lives. So now they've got to, you know, have a big gun to make them feel like a man. And they've got to hate people who actually, you know, care for people, call call people like me soft because, you know, I, I don't want people to starve to death. People uh, fleeing atrocities, you know, elsewhere in the world, I kind of want to figure out how to help them just like this country figured out how to help my families when they came over from Italy and Germany in the 40s and 30s, excuse me, 30s and 20s. I guess I'm soft for that. Um, but you know, these guys, they're, they're strong manly men who believe in conspiracy, who believe Oprah Winfrey is writing the script to the Super Bowl, who believe that Joe, you know, Joe Biden is both at the same time incompetent and old and should be run out of office because he doesn't have the mental faculties, but he's also a mastermind who's planning everything at the same time. They have those, see, this is the thing. I'm always saying people need to have two competing thoughts in their heads. Conservatives are capable of having two competing thoughts in their head. Joe Biden can't be, you know, both mentally incompetent and the mastermind. And yet conservatives hold those thoughts in their head. I want people to be able to hold competing thoughts in their head. Like, yeah, we could want border security and immigration reform at the same time. I want them to have policy thoughts in their heads, but they're incapable of doing that. 
yet somehow they believe all this nonsense and come up with these bizarre fantasies. They should become writers, put their efforts to good use, try to actually make something creative out of this. I mean, because it's a, it's a wild theory. Would make an excellent cartoon. Uh, I, I don't, you know, I, I guess they believe it. I hope they watch the game, though, like everybody else. Listen to this. I'll be right back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. All right, so over the weekend... You know, I don't know what's wrong with conservatives that they have, you know, subjugated their own common sense and thoughts and issues to whatever Donald Trump says. Friday night, Donald Trump's giving a speech. He says that when he was president, somebody came to him and said, sir, sir, if my country doesn't pay and Russia attacks, will you defend me? And Donald Trump said, of course he wouldn't. He would let Russia do whatever they wanted if they didn't pay their NATO dues. Now, let's be very clear. Whenever Donald Trump has a story where he says somebody came to him and says, sir, he is making that story up. In this particular story, he's suggesting that a president or a prime minister of a power in Europe came to him and said, sir. Now, um, I don't think they call each other sir. I think they call each other by their first names or their title. They might say Mr. President, but I don't think they said sir. How is it that former neocons, former hawks like little Marco Rubio, and I I hate to use Trump's nicknames, but he is a little man because he's just cowed to Donald Trump. I mean, Marco Rubio was a fierce critic of Donald Trump in 2016 and obviously stunk at national politics. He goes on national television on the Sunday shows yesterday and he basically kowtows to Donald Trump's theory on this, saying that, no, 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 Donald Trump will never take us out of NATO. Donald Trump said he'd take us out of NATO. Donald Trump said he'd let Russia run over NATO countries if they were not paying their NATO dues. Which, by the way, it's not that they're not paying their NATO dues. It's that they're not spending a specific portion of their GDP on defense, which is really not the case anymore. And every president forever has suggested that European nations need to be spending more on defense so that it's not just the United States picking up the tab. I believe that. 
But I also don't believe that the United States should say, yeah, Russia, go do whatever you want in Europe, which, by the way, is what they're doing right now in Ukraine. These are the kind of things that start wars. Miscalculations by foreign leaders about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the head of the president of the United States. I mean, Putin right now has no incentive whatsoever to get out of Ukraine to end the Ukrainian war because he knows that there is a chance that Donald Trump will become president of the United States in a year and will let him keep the territory he's already seized. Let's be very clear about who Donald Trump works for, right? Donald Trump works for Vladimir Putin. And I don't mean works for in the sense that he's on the payroll or something. He has somehow an admirer of Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin has, you know, Svengalied Donald Trump to a point where he's under his spell and will, you know, looks at this guy as some great world leader when really what he is, is a tyrant whose own economy is crumbling, who, you know, is afraid to leave his own residencies because he's worried he will be killed and he probably would be uh from what we're understanding who kills his political opponents and and i think donald trump aspires to that donald trump aspires to be a dictator and unfortunately there is a percentage of his supporters and i don't think it's all of them but there's a percentage of his supporters who believe he should be He should be a tyrant who gets to dispose of his political opponents at will because there are people on the right who are not small D Democrats, do not believe in democracy, do not believe in the United States, do not believe in our traditions. Donald Trump saying that he would let Russia roll through Europe should be disqualifying and every Republican in this country should stand up and call him out. But they won't because they're addicted to the base. They're afraid of their base. My feeling is this, America. If you're not willing to take a stand for the basic principles that this country has stood for your entire life, what's the point of being a senator, Marco? What's the point of being in government having these exalted positions, if you're not going to use them to move the ball forward or push back against a would-be tyrant. What is the point? You can't get another job? You just want to sit around in the U.S. Senate lounge in the cloakroom chatting about world affairs and then doing nothing substantial about it? I mean, Marco Rubio should have called him out for that. Every... Republican U.S. Senator should be calling him out for it. Few will because he's got them by the short and curlies. And it is scary to see what they've become. I mean, it is absolutely disgusting and pathetic what they have become. I mean, you're going to let them roll through Poland? You're going to let, you're going to have another war in Europe? Remember what happened the last time? You talk about Biden starting World War III, although you said World War II. This would be worse. Listen to this. I'll be right back. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I remember when a candidate who disparaged veterans, an active duty service member, would be ostracized on both the left and the right. But particularly on the right. Uh, uh, those days are long gone, at least on the right. I mean, if a Democrat did it, I'm sure the right wing of this country would be outraged. But can you really believe that outrage anymore, considering the fact that they have allowed Donald Trump to denigrate both active duty service members and veterans since he came on the scene in 2015? Remember when he said John McCain wasn't a hero because he got captured? He likes his heroes who were not captured. Remember that? Remember that uh, that that little chestnut? I thought that would be the end of Donald Trump when he said that. I thought that there would be such outrage on the right. Remember, this is the party that when Barack Obama as president of the United States showed up in the briefing room of the White House wearing a tan suit, they thought that he had disrespected the presidency and he should resign, Is I believe is what they called. I, I actually tell this story a lot. I was on television that week with outraged Republicans about Barack Obama and his tan suits, who were, as they were expressing their outrage, wearing a tan suit. I think that that in, in and of itself describes the Republican Party for me, right, in a nutshell. They will yell at a president for wearing a tan suit while wearing a tan suit themselves. Just, you know, look it up. There's lots of it. But I never thought that they would ever let a guy like Trump just say bad things about military people. He, Donald Trump over the weekend was making fun of Nikki Haley's husband, who is an active duty service member. We know that he's called people who've died for their country suckers. General Kelly said as much. Yet he persists within the Republican Party primary. I mean, he's going to be the Republican nominee. Now, 59% of Americans think he's too old to be president. That ain't nothing. Now, 85% of Americans think Joe Biden's too old to be president. My question is, who are the 41% of Americans who think that Donald Trump is the right age to be president? And who are the 15% of Americans who don't think Joe Biden's too old? I like Joe Biden. I plan on supporting Joe Biden. He is too old. Let's, let's call it what it is. But I do think that his wisdom and experience matters. And I think that when you've done a good job as president, you've earned the right to seek another term. And that's what he will do right now for the time being. Maybe that changes, but I don't think so. I think he went on the attack this week and I think he made a big mistake. Look, I think last week after that report came out, I don't think the president did himself any favors. I don't think that that press conference he did on, uh, I think it was Thursday night last week. I don't think that helped him. In, that, in fact, let's call it what it was. It was a train wreck of a press conference. 
Now, um, the thing is about politics, if that train wreck would have happened like the last week in October, I'd be really concerned right now. But the train wreck happened in February. And by the time we get to the election, it'll be long past everybody's memory. Now, will he do it again? I don't know. But I, I don't see this being an impactful moment in the election. Let's be very clear. The American people knew Joe Biden was old before that press conference. They knew Joe Biden was old before the special counsel, Mr. Herr, um, told everybody he was old. Okay, we knew that. It's funny, though. Um, I, I've, I've been in depositions with both civil and criminal defendants. And a lot of the time, they tell you they can't recall. Doesn't necessarily mean they can't remember. Doesn't mean that they're old. But a lawyer will tell you, if you don't precisely remember what is being asked of you, tell them you don't recall. I've seen it. People who are in their 20s don't recall. People who are in their teens don't recall. Are they too old? Are they elderly? Now, look, look, 81 is elderly, okay? I mean, I think elderly might be a derogatory term. I don't know. I haven't heard. I don't know if AARP wants to make that a thing. But 81 is old. 79 is also old, right? 79 is also old. Donald Trump is not only old, he's out of shape, So if you're worried about Biden getting through his presidency, you should worry about Trump too because they're both old men. I've said it before. There is a chance that one of these parties blink. I don't think the Republican Party has any way of shaking Donald Trump. They can't quit him. But if Biden decides at one point or another that enough's enough, I'm going to sit this one out, that's a blink. I am not saying, I am not suggesting even a little bit that Joe Biden should get out of this race. I've been around Joe Biden for many years. I first met Joe Biden in like 2001. And Joe Biden was then the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, That's 2001. I mean, that's 22, 23 years ago. He was making gaffes then. I get it. Who, Who hasn't confused Mexico and Egypt He was actually thinking the southern border of Palestine. And he was thinking about his own southern border. You know, the southern border crisis that Republicans like to talk about but don't want to solve, right? I mean, I could see why his mind would go there. He Let's be very clear. He is the president of the United States. He has got a lot on his plate. Now, I don't know why he came out at like 8 o'clock at night to do that press conference in prime time in that room where the press was right on top of him. Uh, He should have done it in one of the bigger rooms in the White House where the press could be far away and it could be more presidential. I think that's the way to do it. And they've got to sit in chairs and you're calling them. But he chose that. And, and, and somebody asked me on television, why do you think he did that? Why do you think he, he, he chose that moment? I'm like, look, I've been in politics a long time. Sometimes you can't tell the principle, what to do. Sometimes they say, I'm going out there. I'll dare this guy say I can't remember when my son died. 
I, I'm sure that's what drove him out there, by the way. I, I, I thought that was the most gratuitous thing to put in the report. Unnecessary, unneeded. And as I have said, this guy, her, knows that he's going to get backlash from Republicans for letting him off. So he decided politically to avoid some of that backlash by giving a little red meat to Republicans to chew on, which is probably even better for them than if he would have came back and said, Joe Biden uh, should be charged here, right? He wasn't going to charge him. And, and I've said this before, if Donald Trump would have just turned over the documents he had, he would not have been charged either. But Donald Trump decided that he was going to hide them, obfuscate, obstruct justice, move them around. Yeah, it's not the same thing. Anybody on any of these stations, anywhere you're listening to me that's telling you it's the same thing is lying to you. And by the way, they know they're lying to you. They are well aware it is not the same thing. Right? Joe Biden had documents in his house. When he realized he had documents in his house, he called the archives. He called the FBI and said, come get them. In fact, search my house, see if you find any others. Donald Trump knew he had documents in his house. The archivist knew he had documents in his house. Donald Trump didn't want to give them back for whatever reason it is. But as I've said, if you listen to what he's been saying over the weekend, not just about military veterans, which would be disqualifying enough, but the fact that the man wants to turn his back on NATO. He wants to turn his back on Europe. He wants to do the bidding of Putin. Now, you know, people can say, oh, he's just trolling you, Chris. He's just trolling you left-wingers. I don't know. The NATO alliance has served this planet well since World War II. It has served this planet well. It has kept the peace between the major powers. You want to pull that back? You know, this is the problem with Donald Trump. He he has no knowledge of, of global power. He thinks that there are only two or three world powers. He sees us, Russia, and China as a world power. And, and Russia may be a military power because they have lots of nuclear weapons. What are they you, you gonna let them you think Russia can roll? I mean, they're not an economic power. China is an economic power, but they are not as militarily a power as the United States or even Europe for that matter. You know, there are some pretty big armies in Europe too. There are some nuclear weapons in Europe too. Do you know what the cost of a conflict between Europe, the the whole of Europe, and Russia is, even without the United States being involved? Do you know what that would do to the world economy? You know what that would do to the global order? It wouldn't be good for any of us. And Donald Trump is not capable of understanding that. And Donald Trump is not understanding the fact that his words, his words could be misconstrued by Putin. His words can lead to that conflict. His words are surely interfering with any hope of a peaceful settlement in Ukraine right now. Just as his words got members of Congress to block funding for Ukraine, to block a border deal. 
And Donald Trump, I think, knows that his words carry this meaning, but he does it anyway, even though he doesn't understand the consequences. I, it baffles me. There used to be a time in this world where we picked smart people to be president of the United States. You might not have liked their policies, but you always thought they were smart. You, you knew Obama was smart. You knew Clinton was smart. Even the Bushes, you knew they were smart. This guy ain't smart. He shouldn't be in the White House. All right, listen to this. I'll be right back to wrap up the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So, you know, a lot's going to happen this week. You're listening to this on Tuesday. There is a special election in New York. Um, out on Long Island, the Santos seat. It's going to snow all day here, so I don't know what that does. There was two weeks of early voting. We'll see. I think the Democrat has a slight advantage. We'll see if the snow screws him up. I used to work for that Democrat, Tom Swazi. He's a great guy. He's a known commodity, had represented that district in the House of Representatives for about six years, left to run for governor. He's running against a relatively newcomer who's been in the county legislature for two years, widely unknown throughout the district, didn't have a long history in politics here, didn't spend a lot of time talking to voters. But she's got a very interesting backstory, and I think that plays well. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it goes from here. I mean, if Tom Swazi can't win this election in this district, I don't know who else can. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Of course, uh, I didn't mention this, but Donald Trump filed at the very last minute that he could to ask the Supreme Court to hear his case to see if he's immune from all law ever when he was president. No, you're not, just for the record. And Supreme Court, I know some of you listen. I know I know Justin Thomas is a big fan of this show. Um, don't make a fool of yourself. Don't even take the case. It is a ridiculous case from a ridiculous man who uh, you should be distancing yourself from. Amy Comey Barrett, I know you uh, You log on once in a while. You're not as regular as Justice Thomas. Uh, just for the record, you don't want people to think that you will do whatever Trump did. You want to preserve the independence of the court. This is a great way to do it. The circuit court wrote a very well-written 56-page opinion telling you why you can't take this, why this is not right. No man or woman is above the law in the United States of America. You know it. I know it. The American people know it. Donald Trump knows it too, by the way. And so do his lawyers who are pleading this case before you. They know it. They don't want you to say that he's immune from all laws. They want you to delay the trial. And if you do that, you're a hack and you should be ashamed of yourself. You're on the Supreme freaking court, for Christ's sake. Act like it. All right. I think everybody's had enough of me for one day. So I'm going to remind you now, as I always do, to seek the truth. 
question everyone and everything, even me. Seek the truth. I know it's out there. I know you'll find it if you look for it. And I'll be back here again next week to tell you the truth as I see it. I'm Chris Hahn. Thanks for listening to the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.